Hello, everyone, and welcome to Changing Her Game, the podcast with Erica Robbins. I am your host, and I am so excited that you are here. This podcast will be all about female entrepreneurship, creating collaboration over competition, and really just getting the hell out of your own way to show up and be the person that you really need to be. I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but I'm really hoping that we can find amazing opportunities together to influence, learn, and support each other. Welcome everyone back to the Changing Her Game podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest. Her name is Sarah Klein, and she's a business coach. And if you don't follow her on Instagram, her brand is is brand cake biz and she's awesome and I can't wait to chat with her today so hi Sarah how are you hello hello I'm so great and I'm so honored to be here with you and our audience yeah me too and you said you just got back from vacation where did you go how was it did. yeah so I went back so I'm originally from Los Angeles so I went back to Los Angeles um for the first time since pre-COVID and it was amazing because I saw my parents in person for the first time in a while a lot of my friends from growing up for the first time person for a while but you know going back home for vacation it's like one of those things where yes you're not working but you also have all the things that you want to do so it was not the relaxing kind of vacation it was the oh my gosh are we gonna get everything squeezed in type of vacation (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know and as a business owner people think you have a lot of freedom and it's true you do have a lot of freedom but then you also have all the things to worry about especially when you're the owner of that business right you have a lot of things on the go but tell us how you started your business what is brand cake and yeah let's let's hear about it yeah definitely so brand cake is the name of my coaching business um as you said in the intro i am a entrepreneurship coach so i help folks who have an idea for a business or who have been thinking about starting their own business for a while but they can't just seem to actually get going and do the dang thing i help folks like that actually get started and do the dang thing and The reason why I started this business is because I always tell, I tell my clients, I tell everybody that a lot of times our best businesses are really for the person that we were two years ago. And the person that I was two years ago so very much needed the type of coaching that I provide now. So when I, Brink Cake is actually my third business. you guys are probably like, why in the world does Sarah think she's a entrepreneur? Like, why would she consider herself a entrepreneur? This was her third business. Well, even though I had had two other successful businesses in the past, in between business two and business three, like something in my mindset happened where I thought I needed to go into the corporate world to learn how to be, to learn quote, real business skills. So I could, you know, stick with my business in the long term and build this thing for real. Or I thought I needed to have the perfect idea. And so I would have all these false starts or I'd get really excited about an idea for like a month or two and I would be doing it for a little bit. And then, and then I would change my mind and go, wait, this actually isn't that good of an idea. Look at that person's idea over there. Psh, what am I doing? I need to come up with a better idea. So really between business number two and business three, I kind of like lost my mojo and it's funny because I got to the point where I just, I was working my corporate job and I so knew deep down that 
I don't know, it was like this little voice inside of me. It was like, Sarah, if you don't actually start something and stick with it, I don't know if you could ever actually be a business owner again. Like, I was like, I, I kind of had this conversation with myself. It was like, Sarah, we need to do this. Like, this is it. We need to do this. I don't care how you do it, but we need to do this. Otherwise, we might actually never do this again. And that is actually when I hired my first coach. I, I barely even knew what coaching was. In fact, I kind of was like, this sounds kind of weird, like a scam. I have no idea. I was like, I don't know. This sounds like some type of weird new wave type of stuff. Who knows? But I just I hired somebody that I had met and that I trusted. And every time I spoke to her, she gave me like incredible advice. So I was like, damn, well, if she gives me good advice, I wonder what will happen if I work with her officially. And it was probably hiring coach was the best decision I ever made because that like, it was really changing my mindset. And that is what actually made all the difference in the world. And Brandcake at that time, it didn't start out as a coaching business. I actually did branding because my job in corporate America has been as a product designer, a user experience designer. So I did design and branding. And I pivoted away from that because I realized that everybody would come to me looking for branding, but they didn't need it. Like everybody, everybody thinks, okay, I'm starting a business. What should I do? I know. I'm, I need to make a website, I need to make a logo, and I need to like make an Instagram. And let me tell you, those three things are not required. Like one of these days on my Instagram, I'm going to make a list of like, no, like no, not important things to do. Like those three things are on the not, not important list of things to do, y'all. Like don't do those things first. You can get to them eventually, but don't do those things first. And I just, I realized that everybody was asking me for branding because they wanted to be perfect before they got started. And you don't need to be, per that's the, you're never going to be perfect and you don't need to be perfect to get started. So really I pivoted into coaching because A, I had such, I myself became a different type of level of entrepreneur through the coaching I received. And I believe in coaching so deeply, A. And B, um, because coaching, it's like, I tell people it's like it's like the only thing that worked like you know like courses i took freebies i downloaded books i read like I, but the really the the only thing that really made a difference between business my downturn between business two and business three was was coaching so that's my long-winded story <laughs> <laughs> and i think so many people can relate to all of what you just said regardless of the industry, like, honestly, there are a lot of people, maybe there are people who dream at night, like exactly what they want to do, but it's that implementation through a coach, through accountability that some people need. And it's also like, you might have 50 million business ideas, but talking to someone, you know, taking another course isn't going to help you figure that out. So I love that. And I also love what you said about perfectionism, because really like perfectionism is just procrastination at its finest, right? Like a lot of people think that you want to be perfect. No, I'd rather take messy action and, and get move forward than just trying to like make everything look good. But I have been that person where I needed branding and a website and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people don't believe you like it is true you do need some kind of like following on Instagram or whatever to kind of feel like yeah you kind of have it made um or you seem professional but you don't really right it's just 
there is that clout that people think about Instagram, like, oh, they have a thousand followers or 10,000 followers, you know, but people are probably making more money at 300 to 500 good followers if they know how to truly run their business. So that's cool. I love everything you said there. And it's a great uh, start because again, like I said, lots of gems there. Yeah. But um, so let's talk a little bit about you said that you started your first business at 17. Was it this? So that was business number one? That was business number one. Yeah. (laughs) And what was that? And what are some mistakes that you made that kind of helped you get to this stage now? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Los Angeles, California, and it was summer break. I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have a job. I didn't, I wasn't taking any classes. I was like, okay, I have this wide open summer. Like, what am I doing? And I was like, man, I kind of wish I knew more about my city. So my friend who loved photography and I, (laughs) I was like, Sammy, her name was Sammy. I was like, Sammy, do you want to start this new thing with me that they're talking about? It's called a blog. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. People like journal online. It's this new thing. (laughs) So yeah, like I started my WordPress site. I did some type of like photo editing visual using palm trees. This was before I became a designer, you guys. <laughs> and I still remember my the about was beneath the bleach blonde glitz and glamour of Los Angeles, what truly lies behind this city or something like that. Oh my gosh, poetry at 17. And um yeah, our very first, so we were like, let's just spend this summer like profiling little known places in Los Angeles that really reflect the authentic cultures of Los Angeles. So our very first post was on something called the Pinata District in downtown LA. And I kid you not, I, I don't even know how I heard about this place. I heard about it. I was trying to find it online, couldn't find it at all. And then my friend Sammy, her dad, cause you know, Sammy like, her dad was like, oh, I know where that place is. It's like behind the McDonald's off of blah, blah, blah street. So Sammy, like Sammy's dad drove us in a minivan, dropped us off behind a McDonald's downtown LA. And sure enough, there was like an alley of just these like unofficial pinata sellers. Like it was incredible. And really from there, it just kind of took off. Like for that summer, I just regularly on a weekly basis, like Sammy was amazing in the beginning and then she had other priorities. So then it kind of became my own thing. I just like would go to different places in Los Angeles, take pictures and write about them. And I kept doing that all the way through maybe like my second year of undergrad. Um, And I just, man, I learned a lot about content creation with that experience. This was like the proto, this was like the pre-influencer influencer, you know, like this was, especially in Los Angeles, it's like, this was the beginning of the professionalization of social media. Um, and I started partnering with different businesses in Los Angeles where it's like, hey, if I write about you, will you give me X, Y, Z thing in return? Like, will you pay me? Will you refer me to other people? And yeah, as a teenager, it was like the coolest thing. I got into like a beer festival when I was underage. (laughs) Nobody bothered to card me. Um, I got like sponsored by Palm Wonderful. I collaborated with like a very early stage Eventbrite, which was so, I mean, now I look back on that and it's so cool. Um, but really my biggest lesson in that it was, A, like my biggest learning from that is, man, having a content creation system really would have helped. 
but you don't need one, which goes back to the entrepreneurship stuff that I do now. It's like, look at all the things I achieved without one. Like, so really you can figure things out as you go. Um, And then that is, I think my biggest takeaway from that, from that business. I love that so much. I used to be so into like Tumblr, MySpace, all the things. And I really wish I would have focused on uh, creating rather than consuming. Um, I did have like a little photography thing. Like I actually photographed weddings um, and that's kind of what helped me pay for university and stuff. Um, But aside from that, like, yeah, you're right. All those little skills, you just figure them out and and now you're looking back, you're like, damn, I did that. And it helped you with your business now. But yeah, going back to be like, wow, like I was there when YouTube was like, OG, like the original, you know, beauty gurus and stuff like that. I laugh now because the content is so different. And then like you said, yeah, like WordPress is so well known now, but before you're like, let's start this blog. Like people are doing this. So I love it. And by the way, I just Googled the pinata district. It looks really cool. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, now everybody and their aunt has like pictures of it on Instagram, but for a while back in like 2010 or 2009 or something like Sammy's photo of the pinata district from our blog was the first that showed up in google results oh that's super cool (laughs) and and y'all another thing too you know how much I knew about no at the age of 17 jack zero so (laughs) like it doesn't matter all the things that y'all are trying to learn before you get started you don't need to learn it trust me yeah at the end of the day what matters most even more than any of the skills you can learn is actually just just learning how to be committed enough to yourself to just create good shit that you think is good shit like really yeah just having I don't want to say discipline but you're right commitment to your goal your vision and and what it is you're trying to at least build for yourself maybe you don't have the right idea but being committed to you know, wanting to be an entrepreneur, wanting to work for yourself, that could inspire you enough. So I love what you're saying. Wow. Yes. That's so cool. <laughs> yes, exactly. And even on that too, it's like, I was actually just thinking about this when I was driving home from lunch. It's like, you don't need to have the perfect or right idea, but this will, def- this is an essential. Know who you are helping with whatever you're starting. Know who you're serving. Mm-hmm. Like, Notice how even in my story for Brand Cake, my business number three, it's like it started out as branding and now it's coaching, but I never stopped serving the same person. I never stopped serving that person who was like, who has a dream to create their own source of income and fulfillment that they have complete control over, but they're, they're blocked from just like, they see all the barriers in front of them and they don't know how to navigate it. Like I never stopped serving that person. So you don't need the right idea of how you just need to know your who and your why. Exactly. Seriously. On knowing your ideal client is step one. Like don't forget that. So love that. And and like you said, it could be you from two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, five businesses ago. It's just who you're helping and, and know that person. And like you said, really providing value to that person. So I love that. So you mentioned that you had a corporate job and you mentioned you had that little voice inside of you telling you that you really need to do this or else you might not be able to stick to something or start a business. And how did you know when it was time to leave your job? Okay, how did I know when it was time to leave my job? Ooh, okay, what a great question. So here's my number one tip 
do not leave your job immediately. Don't do it. Because here's what's going to happen if you leave your job immediately. You are going to be so focused on where your next dollar bill is coming from. It's going to create anxiety. And you're going to say yes to things that are not in alignment with your vision and, and the person you're trying to serve. And you're just going to be chasing the short-term dollar to keep you personally afloat and financially safe. And that's not the mindset and that's not the situation in which I know that your genius is going to be able to bloom as an entrepreneur, a change maker, a visionary, I promise you. So really what I recommend for folks to do is instead, right from the beginning, decide, decide that yes, I'm into creative business, commit to doing that and then create your own boundaries for how you can balance your job and your business both. That's step one. And then when you know the time for you to quit your job is when you know how to create money in your business. Not Don't quit your job when you've saved enough. Quit your job when you've made enough. Because if you know, because then by that point, you know how to make money in your business. And you're not going to, when you quit now, once you know how to make money and sell in your business, you're not going to be panicking about where's your next dollar. Because now you know how to create money in your business. And you can continue building towards your vision, building towards serving your people and becoming, you know, a leader in your market, a leader in your field. So, um, yeah, those are, that's my, like, that's, that's my number one biggest, how do you know when it's time to quit your job tip? Not when you've saved enough, but when you've made enough. Yeah, that's a really great tip because I think a lot of people put their eggs in one basket when they're trying to make the decisions. Like you said, they're coming from a place of, scarcity rather than abundance and it's really easy like you said to get misaligned and derailed of what you were trying to do because you're just chasing that dollar right and that's also where you start tripping over dollars to make pennies and you, you know you start pricing yourself incorrectly or you give away too much things it's great to provide free value and it's great to you know have all those things that you're giving away to your audience but pricing is something that and also just knowing the worth of your business is something that you really need to understand. And, you know, if you start doing things just to get a quick buck, because you need that quick buck, it's not great. It's hard to come back from that. Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have so many things I could share on this topic. Like, um, I actually heard somebody say that I forget who this was, but it was very recently. I was listening to another podcast and they were like, I recommend that you actually, your first $100,000 revenue in your business, I recommend that you invest it back into your own development as an entrepreneur and as a CEO. And I totally believe that y'all. Like, I'm going to be straight up. Last month, I made like 12500 in my business. That's more than I ever made on a month to month basis with my corporate job. And I had a great corporate job. Like I worked in tech. Hmm. Um. With my second business, I, you know, I was thrilled that I was making like $1,000, $1,000, dollars months. Like I was thrilled with that. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And um, the biggest difference, like, it's like, you might hear those numbers like, wow, $1,000 to like $12,500. Like, wow, amazing. But now if I pulled up the sheet of what I invested in myself and in those businesses between the two, those numbers are also very different. <laughs> like yeah. my, my brand cake now and, and the person that the business owner that I am and the coach that I am is who I am currently because I'm not afraid 
I'm not holding tightly onto what I've earned as much. I'm not afraid to reinvest back into my business. And when I say reinvest, I don't like, I don't have a VA. I'm not hiring a VA. I'm not hiring a designer, ironically. I'm not, you know, really when I say invest back into the business, I mean, I, I personally, like I invest in coaching for myself because that helps me learn and helps me grow and helps me get better. And then I pass that long to my clients, which for me as a coach that works, you don't need to be a coach to get coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing I'll say there. And another thing I'll say on this topic too, is um, I actually, I just taught a workshop. I'm teaching it again in a few weeks too. Like y'all can, I'm sure I'll announce it on my Instagram one of these days or Erica, I'll give you the link. And yeah, I have this workshop called like how to make your first 20K without quitting your job. And I taught the first instance of it last month and something we all, I had everybody do because I did this when I first decided to, I was like, I'm doing business numbers, right? I'm doing it, is um, create your gains and losses list. Like thinking about, okay, my business, like think about the version of your business, however you can right now as a success. On one side of a paper, make a column for gains, write all the gains. How is it going to positively impact your life? Not just like, oh, I'll make more money, but like, okay, you'll make more money. And so what? Like, what does that mean? Like, what do you have to gain? And then on the other side of the sheet, now write your losses. What are you going to have to give up? Because nothing comes for free. And for folks who especially are trying to balance their job and their business when they're starting out, I see this all the time. They have not taken the time to accept what's on their losses list. So like for me, what was on my side of the losses list was, I was like, oh my God, I, I'm probably going to be giving up. I mean, I am going to be giving up my tech career. This is a, you know, this is a career that I went to graduate school for, like that I worked my butt off to get into that you know, I don't, I didn't do computer science in undergrad. It's like, I, you know, I, I had to work my way into these rooms. Like, mm-hmm. give, like I'm giving up this career. I'm giving up promotions. I'm giving up accolades. I'm giving up the pride. You know, when I see another coworker getting all the kudos and I'm sitting there being like, well, I didn't put in a 200%. I'm not getting the kudos. I'm giving up that emotional feeling of fitting in. I had an, I had one of my clients, she made her gains and losses list. And on her, one of her losses she realized was comfort. I'm giving up feeling comfortable all the time. And I love to have people make this gains and losses list because you get to see if it's worth it for you. And only you can decide that. And you also get to see when something does come up from your losses list, because you've anticipated it, you know that nothing has gone wrong. Actually, this is all according to plan. So like, you know, I haven't gotten, I know I didn't get promoted and it's like, that's not a problem. Whereas maybe Sarah, between business number two and business number three, part of why I was so dissatisfied was because I was unhappy at my job and I would like false start my businesses, but then that would take away from my attention at my job. And I was like in between my job and my businesses. And then I would just get unhappy with myself on all fronts. I was like, damn it, I'm not getting, I'm not making headway in my career. Damn it. Oh no. And this business isn't good enough. Okay. Run back to my career. Maybe I can't. Oh, but now I missed the boat. And you know, it was, it was, wasn't good. So gains and losses list. That's another big helpful tool that I'd recommend for all y'all. I love that. Like I seriously think everyone needs to do that. And I think some people are probably triggered right now because they thought you meant money. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> gains and losses, just money. What are my income and expenses? But no, you really are giving up things right in this journey. And it doesn't have to be forever. It doesn't have to be that way. You can make your business however you want it to be. Um, you know, just like even this whole weird thing, like everyone has to be a seven figure entrepreneur. Like if you don't want that, you don't have to have it, right? If you want a hundred thousand dollars, six figure business, do that and have all the freedom in the world. Do that. You don't have to be a seven figure business owner. Like just because that sounds like that's the new benchmark, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know, so it's really important. Like you said, like really get clear on where, what you want in life, where you want to go, start aligning with that. But at least looking at your gains and your losses, seeing what it is that you want to start attracting yourself towards and what you're, you're gaining. Right. And if what you're giving up isn't worth it, then consider that too. So love that. (laughs) What is one myth in your industry. So you're in the coaching industry, which sometimes gets a bad rep, you know? Um, but what's, what's a myth about the coaching industry that you want to debunk? Oh my gosh. What a question. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay. The one that just popped into my head that I guess we could talk about more than one, I'm sure. But one that just popped (laughs) into my head is, um, that it's a get rich quick scheme all around. Like coaches are just trying to get rich quick. They're promising that you're going to get rich quick. And, you know, like you get bad eggs in any industry. I'm sure there are some people out there who operate in that way. But for myself and my colleagues whom I respect and who I, you know, am blessed to have relationships with, like, no, that's not what coaching is about. Because let me tell you something, especially if you hire a business coach, your coach is not going to create your results. They're not going to run your business. You are. So... It's not, it's not a get rich quick scheme. It will, coaching helps accelerate you towards your goals faster than you would on your own. And the same way that, you know, if you hire a personal trainer, it's like you could technically work out by yourself, but are you working out by yourself? If you're thinking about personal trainer, probably not. So you hire one to help you stay committed to working out, to getting to where you want to go trainer's not working out for you. And also notice how in this metaphor, it's also not the get quick, get rich, easy scheme either. Because same thing with the personal trainer metaphor. You never hire a personal trainer and go, oh my gosh, getting fit's going to be so easy. No, no matter how you do it, getting fit, there's going to be tough moments where you are physically going to be lifting. I don't know, lift. I don't work out that much right now, but you know, you're probably going to be lifting heavy things out of breath, sweating, whatever. And same thing with building a business. If you do it on your own, or you do it with a coach, or you do it with the class, whoever you do it with, whatever help you get, that actually doesn't change the resistance that you're going to have to overcome as you build a business. It's like, like, like think of it almost like as, you know, you, you could even like, I think some people have this idea that building a business is just like luck and you just like you know like look to the stars and like hope a good business falls on your lap and then like oh my god and it was a success and it's this unpredictable thing no actually business it is predictable and the reason why coaching is so effective is because it whole coaching helps you commit to going through the hard things whereas if you were doing it on your own you would probably waffle around in the kiddie pool, avoiding the hard things for as long as possible. Maybe never even getting to the hard things and never getting to where you want to go. So yeah, 
it's not a coaching is not a get rich quick scheme and it's not a get rich easy scheme so i guess from there what does it look like in the day of the life of a professional coach what's your average like day or you know working with a client oh great question okay so day in the life so well first of all there's many coaches do have many different styles of doing things. For me, I'm currently, I just do one-on-one with my clients. And what that looks like is I meet with my clients once a week. So my, on my end, my week is just like filled, you know, I, I personally identify as an extrovert. And this, this is something that makes me very happy. My days are filled with like hour long conversations with my clients <laughs> about, their goals, what they're going through. Okay. What happened this week? And so I have, we have that component. I also will create journaling prompts, self-coaching prompts, and like personalized, I call them quote homework assignments for my clients in between sessions so that they stay on track towards their goals. It's personalized for every single client. Not every coach will do this, but I like to do this because I have a teaching background and it actually gives me a lot of, I, 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 I find a lot of joy in it. And I know that I'm quite, I'm, I know I'm good at it. Like understanding how my clients are thinking and then giving them structured activities to help rewire their thinking as they move forward. So I love doing that for every client that I have. Um, and, you know, I also, here's the thing too, I'm sure this applies not just to coaching, but really to every single business owner in the 21st century to a certain extent my clients are, I mean, I have my clients who pay to work with me, of course. And then there's also the clients who have not paid to work with me yet. What I mean by that is anybody who's in my orbit, I think of them, I, I think of, I, I sort of think of them like, if they haven't paid me yet in money, they've paid me in time. So that means I also spend time thinking about, okay, what's something quality I can send out to my email list? What's something that I can share in my Instagram that can help somebody following me? What what does that entrepreneur out there who's like praying that lunch comes sooner, like what does that person (laughs) need to hear today to help them feel better or make progress or change their perspective? So yeah, you know, especially as a coach, I'm not just serving my clients who've paid me, but I'm also creating content and creating thought leadership for my whole audience, which I like to think of as my clients who have not yet paid me. I've never heard anyone say it that way, but I think that is such an amazing way to put it. You're right. Like you are serving people, whether or not you realize it, whether or not they're paying you sometimes. Yeah. Maybe people don't actually pay you, but you know, there are people who need to be told three, four or five times, um, given value. And then they're going to say, Hey, Sarah, I want to work with you. I've been watching you for a while, you know? So don't just think because I haven't paid you yet or the first, no, it just means next opportunity. And you're looking for that person. So I love that. I love what you're saying. Always think about your, your content as not just like the free stuff, but talk to your ideal client and they will come to you. So I think that's amazing. Um, that can be applied to any industry, like you said. So I really love that. So that's great tips. <laughs> yes. and, I, and I'll add to that too. Um, this is actually something for my coach. My coach's name is Stacey Bayman and she's like amazing. And something that I love that she teaches is um, this concept called the value bank. 
So for all of y'all out here, maybe you're in the earlier, maybe you have started your business and you're like, where are my customers? Where are they? I am putting stuff out there. Where are they? I have some real, you know, some tough love for you right now. So this is, we, this is what we think. This is how a lot of us think business works. We think people pay us and then we give them value. It's the opposite in the 21st century. We give value and then we get paid. And it's not just, oh, you know, one for one. I give, oh, I posted a valuable thing. Now I get paid. I posted another valuable thing. Now I get paid. That's not how it works. Think of it almost like a, um, what's that word? Ladder? Like an exponential curve. I don't know if y'all remember from math class, like an exponential curve. It's, you have to be, you have, there is a certain threshold of value that you need to be giving out to your prospective people. That is, once you reach it, it's going to tip the scales and then you're, it's going to be, I promise you, it's wild. You're, you're, people are going to start coming to you like, bam, 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 bam. And it, it's going to feel like crickets for a little bit as you're building up your value bank, reaching that threshold point. You just have to keep the faith and you have to keep going. And for those of you who are complaining, oh, I'm putting stuff out there. Nobody's paying me yet. That's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. It just means that you are still filling up your value bank. Like think of it almost like a bank account. It's like, it's like you're what, you know, if you want to get $5,000 out, you need, there needs to be more than $5,000 in the bank. You don't have $5,000 in your value bank yet. That's why people aren't paying you yet. So what do you do? Keep putting stuff out there. Just keep going. Just keep putting stuff out there. Think strategically. How can I most effectively and efficiently deliver the most amount of value for free? That's how you're going to get paid faster. I love that. Are you a fan of Gary Vee? Why does that sound so familiar? <laughs> I, I may have heard of that person and now I'm forgetting who they are. <laughs> well, it's good that you're not, I guess, because essentially that's his whole uh, thing, right? Like you need to provide value to people. It doesn't matter if it's free value. The, the free stuff is what you need to provide. And I find like my parents and, you know, other people don't really understand that because like you said before, it was transaction for transaction. Like you pay me for the value I provide. And now it's completely different in this world because you can honestly Google most things um, and you can go on YouTube and find out a lot. But again, it comes back to the coaching, the accountability, how you say it, how you attract your client. Like the way you might find it on Google might not resonate with you in the, in the manner that maybe I say it on like my Instagram. So you might need to see it a couple of times before it actually makes sense. And also it's where you are in your life. You might not need that information then but you see it again in a year and you're like oh wow I love that so you never know right but I love I love coaches I think they're so amazing and I think a lot of people um kind of take them for granted for some sometimes because they just like you said before think that they're just out there to make money from you but a lot of people need accountability they need they need to be told the hard truths that you know your family might not be telling you and your friends might not tell you so do you have any, I guess, final advice on why someone should hire a coach or a mentor? Ooh, okay. So wherever you are in your life, you did not just land there. That did not just happen to you. That is the output of what you inputted. I remember I had the realization, this was another thing that back when I hired my first coach, like this is what, this is another thing that led me to just like bite the bullet and do it. Even though I was like, what's coaching? It could be a scam, whatever, I'm doing it. I just realized I was like, well, I'm doing the same things and it's creating what I have right now. So I think if I want something different, I need to try different things. 
And that's what I'll say to all of you guys too out there who are like, you know, maybe you've been thinking about it for a while, like, like really for anybody, even outside of business, if you are in a place in your life where you are unhappy with the result that you have and you want something different for yourself, realize that you created the result that you have. And it's very hard to know how to create a different result from the same headspace that created the result that you're already in. So really that's why coaching is so powerful. And let me tell you, like I've said before, coaching, it's not, it's not always, I mean, I, I think coaching is really fun, but it's not always, your coach is not going to tell you what you want to hear all the time. And that's a good thing because actually a lot of the times, the things that we have the most visceral reactions to, that's the exact thing that we need to work on closer because those are the things we've been assuming to be true that we've been holding on to the tightest, but has created the exact result where you are right now. So, um, you know, you can figure it out on your own, but it's going to take, I mean, honestly, I know that coaching is not cheap for a lot of people in their heads, but when you think about all the time you're going to lose trying to figure it out on your own, the stress, the potential of giving up and not reaching it in the first place, like coaching, I think is actually, it's, it's the, it, it is the fastest and cheapest option because you're actually going to get started and get what you want in your life. <laughs> Cause like you said, most people are coaching in an industry that they have been for a long time and their ideal client or like you as their client is them a couple of years ago. So they want you to succeed, right? They want to see you succeed. They want to help you and they really want to make that transformation for you right so I don't think that a lot of people see that as value when they're talking about money because they just see the big dollar sign sometimes um but really like you said it's the stress it's the loss of all that time trying to figure it out on your own when you can just work with somebody who can help you of course like you said they're not going to do the results for you they're not going to get the results for you um but I think it's so important to hire a coach or a mentor or at least just get around people that are doing that and open your mind to it, right? Um, you know, get on the phone, get on the phone with somebody who's coaching. It might not be as expensive as you think it is, or they might be able to provide you a different customized package tailored to you specifically. So just get on the phone with people, talk to people, see what they're about. Like, you know, if you like Sarah here, go check her out, see what she's about. She's amazing. You know, hop on a call, see, see what our coaching is about, see what she offers. And if it's a good fit, I'm sure it will be worth it. So yeah, and on the note of expense, like, let's just talk about this also for all y'all listening. Um, I think this is something really important for everybody to think about. Next time you find yourself saying it's too expensive, whether it's for coaching or for really anything, ask yourself, how come? Like, what does that really mean? This is too expensive. And I've just noticed, like, when I've spoken to people who are thinking about coaching and then they learn how much it is and they immediately are like, oh my gosh, it's too expensive. It's like a lot of people I've noticed think it's too expensive because they don't actually, they see the loss of the money. They don't think of it. They don't see what they're going to get back. Like I remember for my very first coach, it was $5,000 for six months. And actually I I, in our first conversation, I said no. And then six months later, I came back and was like, yes, abs- like, yes, I'm terrified, but yes. I said no in that first call because I saw this as just spending $5,000. What I didn't realize was this was $5,000 to teach me how to make 
you know, five figure months regularly, you know, it was $5,000 to bring me to a place where I work for myself. I'm building a business where like, you know, I have all these amazing goals in my own business in life that I'm totally believe I can reach. So if you think things are too expensive, ask yourself why, and do you really believe and want to hold on to that reason? Yeah, that's a really good tip and go back to your gains and losses. <laughs> and go back to your gains and losses. Yeah. You know, if you aren't going to make those, if you want 10 bigger months, what are you losing? Are you losing the freedom? Are you losing your time with your children? What are you losing? And really consider that as something that you're gaining um, along with it. So I love that exercise. I loved this interview. <laughs> um, but in closing, Sarah, did you really want to, did you want to tell people how they can learn more about you or how they can reach out to you and learn Absolutely. more about your services? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. So you can find me. So <laughs> this is the perfect ending because guess what guys? I, Sarah Klein, business coach with regular five figure months, like working for myself, et cetera, et cetera do not have a website. That's right, y'all. Don't try to Google me because you will not be able to find me because I have been spending my time with higher value activities than schwitzing about a website. So don't try to find me on a website. You can find me on Instagram at brandcake and then dot like a period dot biz. So at brandcake.biz on Instagram. Um, and I teach, it used to be monthly, but now it's going to be two times a monthly. I teach two times a monthly workshops that I offer free to the public. So make sure you are on my Instagram to be able to watch for the announcements for when those come up. And I also love offering, I do this, I don't do it every single day of the month, but I offer windows where I do this, um, where I offer complimentary one-on-one -on -one 60 minute consultation calls. So that's basically a private one-on-one -on -one session with me where you really, we really get to get clear on what you want, what's been holding you back with regards to your entrepreneurship dreams. And then we create a roadmap for what you need to work on to get you to where you want to go. And, you know, from that conversation, like if you want to talk about working together, we can, but the call even in and of itself, even if you don't decide you want to move forward with coaching is extremely valuable. It's like the most valuable thing I offer. It's called my one-on-one -on -one consult calls. So on my Instagram, I will also put out announcements for the one-on-one -on -one consult calls. If you want one sooner, you can always message me and be like, hey, I heard you on Erica's podcast. Like, I'd love a consult call. Do you have any time for me? And I will open my calendar and try to find time for you because I really love doing them. Um, so yeah, at breakhack.biz on Instagram, twice monthly events, workshops, 90 minutes each and private one-on-one -on -one consult calls with me. Awesome. That is amazing, Sarah. And thank you so much for sharing all the good value. I'm sure people are going to have to go back and listen because there were so many good tips, great exercises, tactical things they can take away. And uh, you're just amazing. So thanks so much. I know this is our first time meeting too, and it's just been so awesome. So. I know. I'm like, is it over? I want to like... <laughs> I know it feels like it hasn't been this long, but yeah, but thank you.